Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request Summer Series. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, in interviewing people, I found a lot of people that kind of run their own business. Uh, you know, you think of people like Leslie Bailey, who was on here, Lauren Carroll, Leah Carroll, uh, Elizabeth Clayton, so many people that I've had on here that run their own business. And I was wondering, like, what is that process? How do you get to that point? You know, you hear these stories of, oh, I was slumming and living on the streets and eating pizza out of the garbage can. And now I own New York. And you're like, wait, what? That's, that's crazy. What, how'd you do that? Um, and you don't really hear that in between, right? You hear A and Z, but you don't get the rest of the story. And that's where I wanted to dive in with people and find out, you know, like, when did they realize that they had a marketable skill or talent? And what did that transition look like? You know, like, what were your support systems between, uh, leaving your day job and, and starting this business and, you know, actually making a paycheck and then what kind of advice do they have? So this is great. I've learned so much and I'm, I'm very excited to pass this on to you guys. And these people are phenomenal. You're going to hear some familiar voices throughout the summer, uh, that you might recognize from some other episodes, but you're also going to hear some really new, unique, amazing voices and, and, and the things that they're doing. So I'm so excited to bring this to you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. My name is Leah Carroll, and my business is Drawn to Detroit. Can you explain to everybody what Drawn to Detroit is? Sure. Yeah, so Drawn to Detroit is basically a collection of freehand drawings uh, by yours truly, by me, (laughs) um, all inspired by the city. Um, I take photos or I do the drawings in real time. Um, I prefer real time. But yeah, I um, freehand um, illustrations, mostly, mostly, again, Detroit um, buildings, um, residential homes, things like that. Um, and I also, as you know, um, offer art therapy services, um, as like kind of a second, um, facet, I guess I've drawn to Detroit. That's cool. To start out, I wanted to ask, when did you realize that you had a marketable talent or skill? And I mean, what was that like? It was pretty wild. (laughs) Um, not gonna lie. So, um, I think the moment that I really realized it, you know, it was kind of a a dream or like a fantasy for a while. Yeah. Um, but I think when I really realized that I had something that I could, you know, make a business out of um, was probably um, t- November 2019, okay. actually. Pretty specific. Did something actually, happen? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, it did. Something happened. Um, October, November of 2019, I was um, teaching elementary art full time. I was going to grad school full time. And I was also basically starting Drawn to Detroit or, or what I didn't know was Drawn to Detroit. Um, so at that time, I was trying to, you know... <laughs> move all of those wheels and carry (laughs) carry all of the things. And I, at that point I was just kind of like, okay, one of these things needs to give because I think I can really make drawn to Detroit into something. 
what were you doing in October, November, 2019, where you're like, oh, I can make money off of like, were you already selling art at that point? So I had a graduate assignment, um, the winter before that, and I had to do 10 art pieces. So this is when I was getting my master's in art therapy at Wayne State. And I had to do 10 art pieces, which if you're an artist, you know, that's quite a bit um, in a semester. So, you know, a couple months. Yeah. And, you know, I, of course, take on the most probably challenging (laughs) (laughs) thing I could have done. Um, I started with the train station, drawing the train station and in, in Detroit and I was like, wow, I really enjoy this. You know, I've always loved art, but I just was super drawn to it. <laughs> oh, <But> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was super drawn to it and I loved the process and everything. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to, here I go, 10 art pieces. And so that summer after I had that project, um, there were a few people that had seen my work and had asked me to do commissions. Um, okay. Specifically, one was the um, Inn on Ferry Street, the Owen House in Detroit. Um, so commissions kind of started just coming at me. Yeah. And I was, I just remember talking to my parents thinking like, I can't, I can't do all that. Like, I, I don't, like something has to happen, you know, because I want to keep this momentum. But at the same time. I'm a human and (laughs) And there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's kind of how it all started. So did you end up dropping one of the things on your plate? I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) I sure did. So November of 2019, I actually left teaching. Um, I was, my master's program was three years and I had basically my internship left at this point, Mm -hmm. um, in my master's program or at that point in November. And I remember vividly, I even remember my, my mom texted me and said, you need to meet Philip and I, my stepdad at the bar. We need to talk to you. I was like, okay. They're like, we don't have much time. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of setup is this? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we're going to get a cocktail. I was like, okay, say no more. I'll be there. You know? And, you know, they've come along this whole process with me, this whole journey with me. So they knew what thing, what was happening. And, and so long story short, I left that conversation with them and I made the decision to leave teaching and just finish out my internship um, and really put all my um, eggs into the drawn to Detroit basket. That kind of leads to my second question here, which is, I mean, what does that transition look like for between your quote unquote regular job and, Mm -hmm. and working for yourself? So what were some of the struggles you had and then how did you support yourself financially while your business was getting off the ground? Sure. So, um, the transition was definitely interesting. Um, especially because March, a few months later, <laughs> the whole world stopped. Yeah. So, um, I, that was definitely a transition. Um, I, I was putting a lot of my time into my internship at the, at that point in time. So, 
Um, I was still, you know, getting out and, and doing different things, but at the same time, um, you know, I didn't have that nine to five structure. Yeah. So that was something that I had to learn and I had to learn it quickly because I felt like, okay, if I'm not on my P's and Q's and I don't have, you know, set times of, of doing certain things, I won't be productive. Um, are you normally a structured person with your day or is I'm pretty, I am. However, I think that I just do a lot of, I'm busy. So I think that just helps me structure it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you have to schedule stuff out if you're going to fit a bunch of stuff in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, really, within the past like six months, actually, though, I started doing different alarms on my phone throughout the day, saying like, "Okay, it's this time you need to start drawing. It's this time you need to do your emails. It's this time you need to do you know whatever it might be. Um, even like." putting in time for like, okay, you just ate lunch. Now you need to go outside for a walk, you know, like things that you just need to do because if you stay in your apartment all day and work, next thing you know, your, your whole day is gone and you need to take care of, you know, your, your mental health and things like that as well. But that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) That's that's for the other podcast. Yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I've, answer your first question maybe a little bit what was the second question um what were what were some of the struggles you had and then how did you support yourself financially during the transition yeah so financially it's it's been i think i've had to pivot a lot and i use that word like a lot i think a lot that's a kind of a you know a word that a lot of people use (laughs) um and because i think my when i first um set out to, to create drawn to Detroit. Um, I just had this like love for drawing and love for doing, you know, creating. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, this is really real. You know, this (laughs) is cost money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like by pivoting, I've been able to kind of figure out like, okay, what works, what, where can I, you know, buy goods from local, um, like local printers in Detroit? Yeah. Um, how can I, um, you know, be creative? Like, especially during the pandemic, I, um, I partnered with different people in Detroit to make, um, shoot, what did we call them? Of course I'm blanking on it, but just like different like Detroit, Oh, Detroit love boxes. So there were like different things. And part of the, um, purchase went to, um, arts and scraps. It's a a nonprofit in Detroit. So just like really trying to be creative to like bring people together to, um, you know, not only buy drunk to Detroit goods, but also do good, do good things, you know, for people. Well, this seems like a really good place to take a break and talk to you about Bravis Brewing. You guys have heard me talk about them before. They are a non-alcoholic brewery out of California, and they have some delightful beers. You might have seen me review some of them recently on my YouTube channel or on the SoberCurator.com where I write beer reviews. Either way, you got to check them out. I just ordered their limited edition coconut porter. That's right, a non-alcoholic coconut porter. I'll tell you, every time I miss a beer that I can't get non-alcoholic, especially in the stout world, they come out with it. Their peanut butter stout, 
their their seasonal uh, barrel aged stout. Good on you, Bravas. If you guys want to check out Bravas, it is delicious. You can go to bravas.com. Use code FRIENDREQUEST. That's one word, F-R-I-E-N-D-R-E-Q-U-E-S-T. I've said that a lot. And save 10% off your order on me, guys. So go nuts. Bravas.com, code FRIENDREQUEST. Save 10%. Drink a little less alcohol. Have a a beautiful day. I'm going to give you back to the show. Okay, bye-bye. Were you already living in Detroit? Yes, when did, I should have. Well, no, said I'm, that. I was just curious about that. I didn't know when you actually moved down there. Um, yeah, so I moved down in 2017. Okay, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so I've been here a couple years. Because um, yeah. it sounds like some of your success has come with really, uh, and especially in Detroit. I mean, anybody from here knows. Uh, it, you kind you have to kind of be in there to support i don't know how to word this <laughs> um being enmeshed in, in the community the way you are like with the love detroit and giving back to organizations there and trying to locally source your stuff mm-hmm. i imagine that's required almost for someone who wants to be like a quote-unquote detroit artist you know like uh, absolutely has that and- been a pinnacle and success for you yeah, and I think it's it's kind of something that I believe that Detroiters kind of almost pride themselves on. Yeah. Um, kind of just that, like, entrepreneurship and that, like, local love, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people in Detroit that really support small businesses wherever they're at um, in their, you know, journey, whether they're just starting off or – you know, they've been in the game for 10 years or whatever. Been yeah. in the game. Who am I? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, for example, um, Jennifer Crawford. I don't know if you know her. She runs All Things Detroit in um, at Eastern Market, okay. um, which I was supposed to be part of back in May, but yeah. that went down the toilet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but she has been super... Um, consistent as far as still trying to support um detroit small businesses whether it be um she opened up a fulfillment station um to help us you know out ship and do things like that um so we can more so focus on the actual business part you know the creative part of, of things so so yeah i mean it's definitely like for me i found it it is definitely a pro to being in Detroit and using the resources that we have here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at this point you're over a year, which like what a year <laughs> to be <laughs> starting anything. And I, I, I imagine like that in itself has had its own struggles, um, being any sort of small business operator owner during, uh, you know, COVID is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Imagine. Um, but I wonder, like, so is this your full-time thing now? Is this, are you kind of juggling some other side hustles or is this like my life is sustained by this thing that I've created? Yeah. So I currently, um, it's just drawn to Detroit. Um, I had back in, I can't keep track of all the dates and years yeah, and right. things. <laughs> back in, when was my Kickstarter? October? Yes. Um, I did do a Kickstarter, which was fully funded, which was huge. Um, especially, you know, going through COVID for, for me as a business owner and just 
the generosity that people showed me going through, you know, a global pandemic, it was just, it was wild. So, um, that was super helpful. But, um, at the same time now, um, going into 2021, um, yeah, it's basically just, um, drawn to Detroit, whether it's commissions, um, or, um, I actually just a half hour got off a, a half hour ago, got off a art therapy workshop that I'm doing with high school students online. Um, but I am looking to be candid with you. I am looking for just a part-time art therapy position just to kind yeah. of supplement, um, you know, you really realize that you can create all these awesome things, but then, you know, you got to get the things to get to the people. Yeah. You got to buy the things to sell the things. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how it works. You know, I, and I, and I know that sounded super smart when I just said that. Um, it's as basic as but, you need it to be though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just something to kind of supplement that so that I can, um, you know, buy the products that I want to get, um, to launch them and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm a year in going through a pandemic, so I'm trying not to be so hard on myself either, which is hard to do, but self-compassion is harder than starting your own business. Um, uh, yeah, (laughs) well, you did mention, you mentioned art therapy a number of times and that's what you went to Wayne state for, right? Correct. Um, Yeah. So, can you elaborate a little more on that too and what you're doing sure. there? Sure. So when I um, started my project in grad school, that really was my therapy, my art therapy um, at the time. And um, the program, so I graduated um, and really it is a awesome way for people no matter who you are if you're creative or not it really doesn't it does not matter um but it's it can act as a vessel um or a vehicle to um talk about whatever you're you know you might be going through or basically the best way i can describe it is therapy and art put together and um using art to just be that um that vessel, I guess, um, for you. And I've worked with veterans. I've worked with, um, older adults who are disabled. Um, I worked at Carmanos, um, cancer Institute. So I've had a lot of different, I've seen it in a lot of different ways. Um, and it's just powerful the way that art can, um, you know, move people through whatever they're going through. So it's quite literally like a therapy. Um, yes. Yep. What are some of the benefits that you see? Uh, yeah so a lot of um what i'm working through with i'll just give you an example for um right now a lot of things that i'm working through with the high school students are um is is mindfulness um boundary setting um just reducing you know stress and anxiety um one of the kids specifically had said you know i i'm i just feel stuck and tired and I was like, Amen. <laughs> me, too. me too, brother, me yeah. too, you know? And so it really, and being in a group art therapy setting is really awesome because, you know, you have these people that you might know or you might not. Um, and a little side note, you can, art therapy can be delivered in a group setting or in an individual setting. So, 
Um, but the real, a real benefit of being in a group setting is just finding that common ground with other people and realizing like, okay, I'm not the only person that is, feels stuck and tired yeah. right now. You know, it's so funny to think about that. high schoolers dealing with boundary setting right? and mindfulness. Cause I mean, even going back to like when we were in high school, that was not a topic no. that was ever even discussed. No, no. Yeah. I like to think the global mental health is getting better with each generation, but we'll see. Yeah. There's also yeah. more internet with each like generation. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about one last thing that, and this is, this is 100% projecting, but um, <laughs> as an artist, what is your experience with imposter syndrome? At what point are you able to be like, I'm an artist and not feel like you're like, sound like a douchebag. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's taken me a while. The I'll tell you, um, when I left teaching and I would meet people or, um, you know, introduce, you know, I would introduce myself and they'd say, Oh, well, so what do you do? And I'd be like, <laughs> Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, because, you know, I don't, I don't think it's something that we, you know, I'm a nurse, I'm a teacher, I'm a, you know, whatever you are, which is amazing, but you never really hear people, especially like growing up, you never hear people like, I'm an artist, I'm an entrepreneur, I, you know, so it's taken me a little while, but I would say now, um, it took me months, yeah. I'm going to be real with you, to to feel like like really that that that's my identity, that that's who I am, yeah. which for a while teaching was my identity. That's who I was, which I still feel like that is, you know, part of who I am. Yeah. Um I don't think you have to be one or the other. I think. No, it's all <laughs> it's all a mixture. Yeah. It's all a mixture. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's a something that everyone goes through. And I think there's probably seasons where you feel more and more or less imposter. Yeah. And an imposter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a process, I guess. Yeah, that just came up with a, a friend of mine the other day and we we're, she's a writer. Like she just put out her own book, her own memoir and we're talking and I was like, yeah, you know, I have written most of my life and I've like, sold stuff mm-hmm. but if i think for a second of like calling myself a writer i want to puke on myself <laughs> no that's right. not that's not true well, I, I think that's part <laughs> of it why like i think part of it is just saying it out loud yeah. yeah you know because at first i felt so so weird even saying oh well i'm an artist and yeah. you know i own my own business i was like did that just come out? You know, who said that? Who's <laughs> this fucking person? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, your your brain doesn't know. So you just got to keep saying it and believe in yourself. Here I am on my soapbox right now. Believe in yourself. Well, but... you know, I, I'm going to cut you off just because you're going to bleed into my my last question here, which is oh, what, no. what advice do you have for someone interested in starting their own business or working for themselves? And then where do they even start? Like <laughs> that jumping wow. off point. Yeah. Obviously, I... it's individual, but. Right, right. I think my biggest advice is um if you love doing something, keep doing it until 
That's the best way I can say this. Keep doing it until your that thing yeah. just starts to like overflow into other things and like kind of just start to take over. Um, which I say that because that's how I felt last November. Um, so, and, and you'll just feel it. You'll just know, like, this is what makes me happy. This is what I'm passionate about doing. This makes sense to me. Um, and then, you know, like once you decide to do that and you might have days where you're like, what the heck am I doing? (laughs) Many of those days, but you just kind of have to think back like, Oh yeah, you're right. I really do love this. Yeah. This is why, you know, this is why I'm doing this. Um, and, and no one, no one knows really what you do or how you do it. Yeah. Um, or how you get from A to B really, let's be real. So that's something I've also had to work on, you know, thinking like no one knows how I'm getting from A to B. So, and it doesn't matter. What matters is that I keep creating and doing what I'm loving and I figure it out. Yeah. Keep that passion. And yeah. Go back to that, I imagine, in your lowest points. <laughs> yeah. Read yeah. your journal. Journal about it. Yeah. Read your journal, you know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, where can people find you in Drawn to Detroit and Absolutely. art therapy stuff? Sure. So you can go to my website, www.drawntodetroit.com. I love that I you put the that. www on yeah, there. Yeah, if you didn't know, www.drawntodetroit.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Drawn to Detroit. My website has all things artwork, all my illustrations and things like that. There's even a spot to donate and there's a spot also to um, inquire about art therapy groups or um, individual sessions as well. Are you still taking uh, uh, commissions? I sure am. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Yep. If you scroll down, you can request a drawing. That's what I like to call it. Um, And it'll shoot right to my email and we'll, we can get you started. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you for taking the time. And I, I mean, I love what you're doing and I'm, I'm excited for you. And hopefully when this is over, you can have things like Eastern Market and stuff. Absolutely. I know. Probably be really It's something helpful. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, it's something to look forward to. That's for sure. So.